welcome to this special mini client interview series of my podcast, Break Free from Binge Eating with me, Victoria. I'll be interviewing a few of my previous clients to join me for a radically honest and open conversation about their experience of coaching and their own journey to food and body freedom. And my intention for this mini client interview series is to have nothing held back so that you can hear firsthand for yourself what a real life journey to food and body freedom can look like. And I'm certain that these phenomenal women are just like you. So I hope that you'll receive as much value out of this as I've intended you to receive. If you're sat on the fence as to whether or not you're ready to take the step to feel normal around food, actually like your body, imagine that, and to fall madly in love with yourself, you can reach out to me and we'll arrange a free up to two hours non-obligation call and or you can help yourself to a taste test try before you buy and go through the first few modules of my paid food and body freedom queen program for free i'll post the link below in the show notes i wish you the most wonderful day and enjoy the episode all right let's get into this natalie welcome to this special series of the podcast hi you're right i'm fine how are you doing yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Good. So thank you for coming on. And I want you to share your experience openly and honestly, which I know you will do. But before we get into the questions, I have like 10 fun, quick fire questions for you. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, fire away. <laughs> okay. If you can't answer the first one, then you can get off the podcast. <laughs> Number one, your full name, your age, whether you have children or not, and what your profession is. Well, that's four questions, technically. Well, yeah, good point. You got a point there. It's I'm Natalie Fletcher. I'm nearly forty-one. I'm a police officer in Derby, and I have one fifteen-year-old son called Tyler. I know Tyler is a, is a lovely lad. Number two, sweet or savoury? Sweet. <laughs> this is why we're best friends. One of the reasons. Number three, early bird or night owl? Early bird. Number four, I already know what you're going to say for this one. Weights or cardio? Weights. Yeah. Number five, three things you love? You. Yeah. Tyler. And fitness. You forgot yourself. Oh, well, you didn't give me four. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, do you have a favourite quote or mantra? Yes, be your own kind of beautiful. I was. I right even have it that. tattooed on my body. <laughs> I love it. I was writing these questions like, I kind of know what she's going to... It's like <laughs> Mrs. You know that, t- that TV show, Mr and Mrs, when yeah. someone gets married and they have to ask questions? Number seven, okay, I'm intrigued. Something you like that others may consider weird or strange? Mint sauce on everything. (laughs) Yeah, that is totally weird. (laughs) Number eight, three things you love about yourself. My positive outlook on life. Um, The way I think about others and put them and I'm a good mum. Okay, I agree to all of those and more. 
Number nine, if you could be a mythical creature or an animal, what would you be and why? 100% a flamingo. <laughs> I literally wrote the question mythical animal. Then I was like, she's going to say flamingo. So I'm going to write or an animal. Well, when you said mythical, I'm thinking I don't want to be a mythical one. I want to be a flamingo. <laughs> and what's the reason why? Because they're pink and I love everything pink. Indeed. <laughs> and if you're not watching the YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast right now, go and look at the YouTube because Nat has a pink, pinkish background and you're wearing a pinkish colour t-shirt, sweater, of course. And number 10, imagine this. This is kind of quite a serious one, actually, for me. Fast forward to the very distant future and you're on your deathbed. That's why it's so far ahead in the future. And you're reflecting back on your life what are you most proud of about the life you've lived? That I've made sure I've lived it to the fullest. Hmm. Love them. Thank you for answering those because you didn't know about them. They were a surprise. <laughs> and can you give um, the listeners a little background about you and your personal struggles with food and body image? Yeah, um, well, I didn't really have any struggles until I was in my late 20s. I think. I was in the Navy when I left school and I didn't have any hang-ups at all. I was very happy in myself and the way I looked. Then I had a couple of bad relationships that knocked my confidence. And then from my late 20s and pretty much all of my 30s, um, that's where I've suffered with ups and down spells of lack of self-love, self-confidence, suffered with spells of depression, anxiety, as well as binge eating bulimia and it's only been since I've been in my 40s that with your help that I've tackled that and overcome it. Amazing what what was you struggling with when you signed up for coaching? Well I know rock bottom's different for everybody um, but I'd hit my rock bottom and that wasn't I wasn't suicidal or anything like that I was very low and depressed but I'm very much because I've got a son to live for and I'm also very appreciative of other people in my life and the things I do have I never got that low that I didn't want to be here but I got very low as far as I didn't have any self-worth I lost the love of like my fitness that I've always been part of my life mm. I was cancelling on seeing people and doing things that I wouldn't normally do um, and so I just lost the purpose that was my main thing I'd lost my purpose in life whereas I've always had a purpose um, and that's when I was sick to death of being in this vicious circle of trying new things, a diet every Monday, a new fitness regime, and nothing was working because I ended up coming back around again to feeling low. And enough was enough. And that's when we reached out. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. What, what, I know you've already mentioned it in your conversation we've just been having. How did, how you felt at the time lack of purpose in the diet binge cycle how did that affect your everyday life did it stop you from doing the things that you kind of wanted yeah. to do well as you know because we've been friends a long time I've, fitness has always been a passion of mine I don't do it to lose weight or I do it because I enjoyed it and that's it and I was always naturally quite a good at being fit um, but I'd lost all confidence in being in the gym and exercising because I was so self-conscious about the way I looked 
um, which was a vicious circle because I know there's that saying you can't out train a bad diet but for years I did <laughs> you tried and you did <laughs> yeah I did um obviously ultimately I didn't but for a few years my fitness level and the amount of exercise I did did mask to the outside world that I had binge eating disorder, that I had bulimia and stuff, because my fitness level and how much fit was keeping my weight to under control to some extent. Mm. Um, but then when depression kicked in, because mentally it played it, it took its toll on me. So then when depression and anxiety kicked in, so the fitness stopped, the weight creeped on. So then there was a more physical element to all the people seeing that something was wrong because I was able to hide it for many years that things were going on in the background but I was able to mask it and I think once the weight had crept on and I became the biggest I'd ever been all the factors then played a part as in I would cancel plans with my friends I wouldn't I used to go out and like to socialize and have a drink but I couldn't handle getting ready choosing an outfit um so yeah so and even everyday work like I had to take some time off work because I couldn't handle putting uniform on because the uniform is the most unflattering uniform in the world anyway but it emphasized what I was so self-conscious about so yeah it took over my life and I was not doing the things I used to enjoy doing mm. and this question the next question I have a little bit of a bias is going to be in there because as I've said at the beginning of this podcast mm. that you've not heard yet because I'm going to add this in it's a great place to start with you in this little series because you're my best friend. So, of course, there is some bias there. But why did you choose to work with me over somebody else who does, you know, something similar to what I do? Well, like I said, bias initially, because obviously you are my best friend um, and I've been on the journey with you in your development. So I've seen how you've grown. And obviously, I know your personal journey and how you've overcome it by actually following what you teach um so to see how you were to where you are now to be fair inspired me so not only do i know it works and what you teach works because i've seen it firsthand in yourself obviously you know me personally and it's hard to talk about your past and mm -hmm. the triggers of what caused you to be where you are and as you know i'm a very quite a private person but at the same time I want to be the strong one the independent one the one that doesn't suffer and things like that so because you already knew my struggles it was easier to open up and talk about it without having to go over every single aspect of it because you already knew a lot of it mm. plus as a friend I wanted to support your business I knew it was a venture for you so I wanted to support you in it oh thank you so it was a two-way it was a two-way thing I knew it would benefit me but also I knew it would benefit you too mm. thank you and I, I feel like it's time to share I think you know what story I'm going to share uh, the amount of things me and Nat have done together in and that's known we've known each other for a long long time just one of the many occasions that we had together when we were going to start a diet the next day mm -hmm. how many times have you done that with your friends those that are listening and you know it's nice because you have that community but it's beautiful that me and that have moved away from that like albeit me ahead a little bit so I can teach Nat the same now we're out of the diet culture but one time we I went around tonight's house and then we decided to take before photos 
And because we felt so horrible about the way we looked, we drew, you actually went out and brought face paints purposely for this, didn't you? (laughs) We we drew on our faces, like actual tears, like running down our faces in face paints to have these photos taken of ourselves that only me and Nat were gonna see, but you know, a front, a side and a back, and we kept them where no one would see them because we aimed to do them again in three months time for the after photos. That never happened because we couldn't stick to the diet, of course. But the funny thing was, um, we ordered- A farewell meal. Everything, (laughs) a farewell meal. The last supper, which happened every Sunday night. Pizza, dessert delivery, all the things that you could I think you you were done you couldn't finish it and I was like I'll just force feed myself again and I have it all and the delivery man answered the um, the delivery man came to the door and we answered the door literally with blue tiered face paints on our face that's quite a funny story that I just wanted to share and I would love those that are listening I genuinely would love to hear your funny stories the things that you've done with your friends around dieting and binge eating if you're in a position to joke about that now I get that this isn't a joking matter like me and that used to joke with each other but in the reality of things we were we were so upset and sad with how we felt we used we had to turn it to humor to get through it I think exactly that we used the humor to cover up like what it was really doing to us so feel free to share if you're in a position to do so because we can have that little laugh together um, but I want to talk now, Nat, about the financial investment mm-hmm. because this can be a really big deal for some people. And for some people, yeah. it can be a deal breaker because they just can't invest in themselves. How did you feel about the financial investment before you started coaching? Well, obviously, it's an impact um, and it does sometimes sway your decision because mm. obviously I'm a single mum. So all my money that comes into the household is purely on me. And obviously I've got lots of things to pay out for. And sometimes, especially when you've got no self-worth, you don't feel that you can justify spending that bit of that that money on yourself because you've got other things like for me, my son's a priority. So surely him having everything he wants in life is more important than what I want is how I've always looked at it. But like you said, I've got to the point in my life where I'm in my 40s now and I don't want to keep feeling like this. So I just made the decision that it is time to do something different. And if that involved investing in myself, yes, it took some juggling around. Obviously, we spoke about installment plans and things like that. But it's about prioritising what you want, because I could always find the money to go to the takeaway or Mm. the shop to spend a tenner on chocolate for the one night. So I found that money somehow. So I suppose it was about prioritizing and some things had to take a cut back. But then reality of it is, it was worth it. So I'm not spending the money that I was spending on the junk food and this next diet plan that I found online and stuff like that. So it's about just realizing what actually is important and then investing that money in the right place. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Because that can be an awkward conversation with some people no matter how much you want it like you've openly admitted if you broke your phone I'm sure you'd find the money to replace your phone we find the money for things we really want and you hit the nail on the head around self-worth because a lot of people that I know I can help at the beginning of our coaching relationship they may not feel worthy of investing in themselves or they might not believe that it can work for them because they have no self-belief so plus you've you probably and the people listening have already spent a lot of money on different 
concepts that are going to work and then they didn't mm -hmm. so you've got a lack of like credibility in spending that money because actually I've spent lots of money on lots of different things that claim to work and never did um but um like I said but coaching I think is completely different to the latest fad diet because you get into the core of what's mm -hmm. actually causing the issues and the things that you're struggling with Whereas a fad diet or a fitness camper is masking over the issues. Putting oh, a plaster yeah. on it. Yeah, I was going to say, you've definitely been listening to personal development stuff. <laughs> you can take over. <laughs> I love that. And what have you got out of coaching? How has it changed your life? I would say, especially for the last year, mainly. Obviously, I think I've been in and out of it the last couple of years. Like I've had a really good spell and then I've had a dip and then I'm back out of it again mm -hmm. um but even when I had my dip at the beginning of this year I still had the tools that I've learned with you that one the dip didn't last as long as what it has done in the past mm -hmm. I was able to um implement what I've learned and come out of the other side stronger than I was before um, I didn't beat myself up about how I was feeling at the beginning of the year, whereas I have done in the past. Um, so realistically, it has changed my life because I feel like I'm the Natalie that I used to be or that I want to be because I've got my confidence back. Um, I won't cancel plans anymore. I found my love of fitness again, which was a huge thing for me to reach out and take on at the beginning of the year um, because I was four and a half stone heavier than I ever was. And I went back to a personal trainer that I trained with when I was at my fittest a few years ago. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig Hall. <laughs> um, and the nerve that I felt and the anxiety that I felt going back into that fitness world especially with someone who knew me slimmer fitter to go back I built it all up in my head that it was going to be the worst thing in the world but actually it was the best thing in the world because one he's a great personal trainer and he knows me as a person so he never well he always tells me off if I'm ever negative about the way I physically am but also it's shown me that it doesn't matter what size you are if you apply yourself to something you can do it because I'm the yes I've lost weight over the course of getting back into my fitness which was a byproduct of my fitness journey not the goal of it um but I'm still bigger than I was years ago years ago but I'm fitter than I've ever been so it just shows you it doesn't matter what size or shape you are if you're happy in yourself and you work hard and you're consistent with what you're doing you can achieve what you want to achieve and that's what I'm doing mm. how think back to when we first started coaching yeah. specifically around like how you felt towards food to start yeah. with how quickly did you, ex I mean, everyone's different. So there's no, obviously when people listen to this, don't come trying to compare your journey to yeah. Natalie's, but how quickly did you see shifts in how you felt towards food in the coaching? I think it was very quickly because we had a set structure to what we we're doing and I applied myself to it. Cause I thought, well, if you invest in and you get right, and then I had faith in what you were teaching me each week. So because I did put my all into everything 
that we did each week, I did notice the difference in the areas that I was learning that week. Mm. Um, but I think overall, um, like I said, it was only small notice and changes because I think it's only now what 18 months on that it's it's become second nature it's become yeah. a lifestyle I don't have to think about it too much and things like that. whereas when I was on the journey with you I was having to be very conscious about what I was like the words I would use as we had that how many times did I use the words like treat and sort of snack and things so <laughs> yeah it was like it was so yes I was having to be very conscious about how I was thinking about the food and eating the food and whereas now it's just second nature it doesn't it's not an issue anymore it's just I eat food because I eat food and I enjoy the food and that's it whereas but I did see small changes up throughout the whole process mm, that's the key because with the dieting world not I think it is changing slowly which is nice to see mm. but still it's always like a quick fixed that's yeah. what they're selling and that's what we always wanted when we were going mm. on diets together we want to see a big result in like one month two months three months like these things so coaching as you know and explained is different with coaching I like to explain it that when you first start a diet it's really exciting and it's easy the first few days and it gradually gets harder and harder and harder with coaching I believe it's it's very exciting but it's it's very difficult at the beginning because you're having to as you shared consciously think about what you're allowing yourself to think and how you're labeling foods and you you physically rewiring your brains yeah. and the neurons how they fire in your brain but then it gets easier and easier and easier and like yeah. you've just shared it's just who you are now yeah it just takes effort which is why yeah. I believe that investment is necessary of not only money but time energy and attention mm -hmm. as well with the coaching calls because you've got that support that structure to keep moving forward and to keep putting in in the work and then before you know it it's just your life which is how it works that's amazing and can you recall any breakthrough moments that you had any kind of like oh shit that's why or anything that surprised you um I think it was lots of little things for me not like a massive oh my god moment little things like as you know I love peanut M&Ms and normally a big like share bag is not a share bag in my <laughs> eyes it's a, a Natalie bag do that in about five minutes kind of bag and I think I was watching a film once and I had the bag with me and obviously the old Natalie would have demolished that in seconds and then I would have been back in the kitchen for multiple other things but I got about halfway through and I just thought oh I feel full and I actually closed the bag and put them away. Well, I have never, ever done that in my entire life. Because even when I felt full, the old Natalie would just keep eating because that's what I did. So that was a breakthrough moment that I've never actually gone, oh, I feel full now. I don't actually need these chocolate anymore. And I'll have them another day, which I did do. Mm. Didn't even go back for them. So that was a massive breakthrough, as small as it sounds. No, I remember the messages we sent. Yeah, and that was for huge. someone, but for someone that would never ever think about the full feeling or anything like that, they just ate for the sake of eating and to excess sometimes as well. For me to actually stop and think, well, actually, and listen to my body. Mm. That was a big moment for me, especially because it was my favourite chocolate as well. <laughs> that was never yeah. a go. Um, all the break, 
I think the other thing was when I accepted myself, because obviously I was bigger um, and I was didn't have any clothes that fit me and things like that. And obviously my old self would be like, right, I've got to diet. I've got to diet to get back into my wardrobe full of clothes. But once we've done some of the work on positive body image and things, I didn't love myself or even really like myself at that stage, but I accepted myself at that size. And I went out and bought clothes to fit me at that size. So I could start to feel better in myself when I was in the mirror because I was actually having clothes that fit me and the big thing like you said remember when I went to get bigger uniform which was a massive deal for me because it's accepting what's happened and that I am a bigger girl and to go and buy get bigger uniform and buy bigger clothes was a big thing um but it was a big turning point Mm. because I've not had to do it again because isn't it it ironic how and I used to be in the same boat as this before I'm not judging by the way and you was there until you accepted we think that if I just lose the weight first then I'll accept myself and learn to love myself but it does not work in it has to work in the complete opposite way like you if you practice accepting yourself in as your worst self however Mm. you perceive yourself that's when something magical happens. You stop fighting with yourself. You stop wishing things were so desperately mm. different. And then all of a sudden, you you know, you can get back into fitness with no mm. judgments around your size. And then look at you now. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite way around, guys. You won't learn to love yourself when yeah. you've lost weight. You have to do this work first. Yeah. And I weight think loss that's what it is. Life. It's learning on the process that you're not going to go from a place of self-hate to self-love just like that Mm. because even 18 months down the line I still wouldn't say I have complete love for myself however I certainly like myself now well to say that and there's elements of what I am and what I look like I love so I think it's um it's just that process of time I think and from Mm. someone to go from really hatred to actually liking and loving parts, I think is a matter. So in 18 months, when you think for what, 15 years, I've spent hating myself in 18 months, I've gone. Yeah. And it, that, that is huge. And would you say you loved yourself as a person? Not, not what your body looks like physically. Do you love Natalie Fletcher? Yes. Because I know what I bring to be. Mm-hmm. And before and. I've got my self-worth now and I know what I am as a person. I know what I bring to others and my life and I can see it now. Whereas before I've always been like this in all fairness, because as as you know, and if you speak to all my friends and my colleagues and stuff, they would always have said that I'm this person because obviously I hid a lot of what Mm. was really going on. Um, But now it's more genuine. So when I'm being the upbeat positive outgoing person which I've always shown to the world I mean I believe it now yes everyone else has always believed it I now believe it yeah that's the key it's like um there's a saying that I absolutely love let me sure let me, me make sure I get this right we can only receive love from other people to the extent that we love ourselves mm-hmm. so someone could love you like me as your best friend like a hundred percent 
But if you don't love yourself, you only love yourself, I don't know, let's say 40%, you will only be able to feel and receive 40% of the, the 100% of love that I have for you. And it took me a while to get that. And, it, you know, my mum's been through something similar and she has so many people around her that care for her and love her. And she intellectually knew that. Yeah. But until she's done and continues to and is doing the work to love herself only then can she start to feel and appreciate and accept the love from others. So it really does start with self, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. How would you say your relationship with food is nowadays? Well, I wouldn't even say it's a relationship anymore. It's just... Food? Just Yeah, it's just food. <laughs> I plan, I'm doing wrong, I'm organised and I make a conscious effort to eat healthier because I want to be healthier not because yeah. I want to lose weight and I want my son to be healthier and live a healthier life so I'm very mindful as in when I do my food plans and but then that's never not been the issue for me because I've always relatively eaten well when it comes to my breakfast lunch and dinners mm. because I'm an organized person and I do my food plans and mine obviously my issues used to be with my snacking and my binge eating um, which is that's the area where my relationship has healed yeah because I can't remember the last time I even had a binge eat or and as you know I suffered with bulimia so I would eat myself to the point where then I would go and physically make myself sick because I felt so bad because of what I'd eaten mm. and part of my mind thinks if I'm sick it's not going to put the weight on um, so and I've not done that since we started our journey so healed huge the, yeah healed is the word I would use then in relation to that side of my relationship with food yeah that's massive and again thank you for being so personal and sharing so openly because so many people will relate to what you're saying and they may think that they're so alone and it's only them yeah. but it's not is it yeah. it's really not and I have chocolate when I want chocolate and I'll have a cake when I want cake but because I've lost the guilt around mm. having that piece of cake or that chocolate, I will literally just have that piece of chocolate or that cake. I won't go on, as you know, one day when I had six Cornettos and two tubs of ice cream because there was just it was just eating out of guilt. And whereas now I don't do that. So and I've naturally my portion sizes have gone down my what I want to eat has decreased because I don't feel the need to eat like reality of it is if me and my son we love watching films together and it was a, just a given that I had a big bar of chocolate a big bag of sweets ice cream and popcorn that was a given well the other night we had some and we had a bag of popcorn and we split it and that was it and I didn't feel like I was depriving myself mm. by not having everything else. I just didn't fancy anything else. I walked around the supermarket to decide what I wanted because I knew that we were going to have something with the film. And I wouldn't, And the only thing I fancied was a bit of popcorn. And when I saw the size of the bag, I thought, well, that will do me and Tyler. We don't need a bag each. And it was plenty. And I felt satisfied after eating just a half a bag of popcorn. That is incredible. See, it is possible, listeners, it is possible for you because, again, I've been in a position where I've heard similar stories to yours and I've thought, but that wouldn't work for me. And I'm sure that's what you felt. I remember yeah. having the conversation. If you'd asked me 18 months ago, I would never in a million years said to you, 
I would have just had half a bag of popcorn while I watched the film. Mm. Never, never thought it in a million years. I remember we were sat in my sister's garden and because I was in England at the time and then you came around and I remember saying to you like offering you coaching as an actual mm. thing like let's be serious and yes we're best friends but if you're happy to invest and if you're happy to have your best friend as a coach because the relationship dynamic obviously is a bit mm. different you can't I'm not showing up to calls as your best friend I was showing up as your coach and I remember saying to you look just promise yourself that you'll give six months to this process mm. And if it doesn't quote work after six months, then you can go and fall back to dieting and do what you've always mm. done and just diet harder. And I remember saying that to you. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, either. I remember that in your sister's garden. Yeah. yeah. And then you were like, okay, I'm in. And I'm just so proud of where you are because you've done the work now. Like, that's what I mean. Like at the beginning, it was difficult for you. It took effort. It does mm. take effort because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. It takes effort, but you've shown up and done the work. So again, I'm celebrating you in front of everyone watching and listening, how proud I am. Well, I think obviously with you saying, touching on the friendship and the coaching, we were very honest with each other when we had that conversation and we have kept it to friendship because obviously, as we all know, you're in the Netherlands and I'm in the UK, but we made a time to have a catch up call mm -hmm. as friends. And then the call that we had when it was coaching was purely about coaching and we didn't have the catch up and things like that. So we did manage to keep it. And we both said if it doesn't work and the overlap's not there, we knew but it was worth giving it a go. And luckily for us, because our friendship is so close, mm -hmm. we were able to separate coach and friendship. Yeah. And I think that says something about our friendship, like you say, mm. because not not everyone can do that. And it's mm. what they say. You shouldn't mix business with pleasure and yeah. all those things. But it was all meant to be and it's all worked out, hasn't it? Yeah. What would you say how you live now? What has how you feel towards yourself, accepting your body, your relationship with food? How has that enabled you to live a richer and happier life currently? Well, currently, like I said, beginning of the year, Fitness is the thing for me. Um, so I love in being back in the fitness world and doing it in 100k, by the way, just yeah. FYI. <laughs> Running a marathon next month. <laughs> just so, as you do. As you do. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's helped me find that love again. And it's my me time. I know obviously fitness isn't for everybody. I appreciate that. But for me it's that hour two hours if I'm running a long run um, for, um, where it's just me I don't have to think about anybody else I'm doing something purely for me mm. and as any as you know because you love the fitness side world that feeling you get when you had a good workout or you've achieved something that you didn't think you could achieve and or you've just given it your all mm you just you can't help but be happy with yourself and that's the feeling I love that's what I crave from fitness that feeling afterwards because mm. obviously as we know and you've trained with Craig before it's not always a pleasant experience <laughs> oh my god I used to be scared yeah. to go to yeah. literally scared so to go I wouldn't train. say I enjoy it sometimes <laughs> through the process <laughs> but the feeling you get after you've achieved it is like I said something you can't put into words I don't think sometimes mm. and so the fact that doing the coaching has helped me go back into that world and to feel that feeling again which I haven't felt for a few years 
Um, obviously, that's obviously imperative to me. And that's a big thing. Also, I'm going for my career again. It's given me confidence. Um, I've just passed to get onto CID. So I'm, I'm doing that again. Um, so that's given me confidence. Um, just even turning up to work happy again, because I was already in a negative mindset before whatever worked through at me, because putting that uniform on in the morning just plummeted my mood straight away. And it doesn't matter whether it could have been a good day or a bad day. Or I wouldn't have known because I woke up in a foul mood and I couldn't snap out of it. Mm. Um, and I'd never felt like that. And obviously I've been in the police force nearly 19 years. Um, but I've got to the point where now I just put my uniform on and I go to work and I make the most out of the day and try and make it a positive day. Because obviously with my work, it can't always be positive because I'm a police officer. Not everything is positive and unicorns and flamingos is it <laughs> unfortunately not no. so unfortunately there is negativity in my line of work but I don't let it affect me anymore like it was because mm -hmm. as you know I don't always deal with pleasant people and a few made comments about my appearance and things like that which I let it massively affect me when it really shouldn't because these people don't mean anything to me they only see a uniform mm -hmm. but I was taking everything very personally um whereas I don't anymore I'm just like well if you don't accept me for me I don't care so so yeah um, so that's the difference I love that and I believe that's because because you accept yourself yeah it's almost like you've healed the wound of acceptance so now you're like you I mean I know it's an ongoing everyday journey it's never like you've got their big tick congratulations yeah happily ever after I get that but when we've accepted ourselves if someone else has a judgment a negative judgment about us it doesn't affect us in yeah. any way like it used to because it we accept ourselves and that's all that matters well I was heartbroken when this delightful is how I'll describe them <laughs> made a quite a rude comment about my weight in front of a lot of people mm. um, and that broke me it really did I bought obviously I'm in a professional role so I had to hold it together in front of so many people and then I broke later on and whereas now I don't care what they think or what they say about me and a little example was um, the other week when I was at work um, I was in uniform and then we have been targeted or something. So they wanted us to quickly go into plain clothes to do something. Well, the only thing I had with me was my gym stuff because I had planned to go to the gym after work. So I literally just said to my colleague, oh, I've got my gym stuff. I'll put that on. They won't think that I'm a plain clothes officer then if I'm walking around in gym mm -hmm. stuff. So I literally put my gym stuff on and went straight out. Well, I 100% know a few months ago mm -hmm. that gym stuff is revealing it's like her I would never have even even thought about doing it let alone actually physically doing it but I didn't think twice about it I just thought well that's what I want to do I put my gym stuff on I didn't think anything of it and just went out in my gym stuff walking around and I didn't care I didn't think it didn't even cross my mind what somebody else might think of me mm. walking around in my gym stuff I just thought no this is what I want to do this is what I'm and even my colleague, who obviously knows part of my journey because we're close, even commented and went, wow, Natalie, you would never have done that months ago. So that's just like a little winner again, I suppose. A big, I think these little ones are quite big. 
<laughs> they are really big and I, I'm, I bet you're um, pleased that we're having this conversation as well because it's just kind of clarifying how mm. far you have actually come mm. on your journey yeah okay I have three questions yeah. left and two of them are quite I don't want to say egocentric but I'm going to ask them because it might help someone who's sat on the fence now wondering whether to reach out and and yeah. have me assist them so if you were to use three words to describe me as a coach what yeah. would they be well I've had a thought about this anyway but knowledgeable Mm-hmm. relatable and genuine oh thank you <laughs> and if you was to use three words to describe me as a person what would they be thoughtful inspirational and just awesome oh thank you <laughs> i'm still practicing just receiving all of that and i am so thank you and do you feel that the investment of your time energy attention money was worth the the, well it's not like a result is it was worth the coaching and what you've got out of it oh 100 yeah definitely I'm a different person now and I just feel like we had this conversation once actually me and you about wanting happiness mm-hmm. and then I read something about it's not happiness it's fulfillment because happiness is just a byproduct and if you're chasing happy happiness you'll never find it because there'll yeah. always be something else that changes that goal but to feel fulfillment will naturally make you happy and I think that's what I've I'm in the process of I'm starting to feel there's still areas that I'm working on I'm working towards um things like that because like you said I've I've always been a bit unlucky in love and I've never found that person but I don't beat myself up about that anymore and what, what will be will be um so I just think if you work on being fulfilled which is what I'm doing because the work that we've done has given me the confidence mm. and the skills to work on being fulfilled then I'm naturally I'm happier in myself day to day anyway that is like a mic drop do not chase happiness mm. practice feeling fulfilled through it all yeah finding meaning through it all wow and one last thing I lied it was four not three my things were stuck together <laughs> What would you say to someone who was maybe sat on the fence a little bit, wondering whether they should take that leap and invest in themselves if they're really struggling in the in the diet binge cycle? I think you've just got to back yourself, mm-hmm. back you, have some faith that it will work and trust the process. And as hard as it is to, like you said, especially for people with financial difficulties and things like that, I think sometimes you've just got to just take a few seconds and just really think about what you want in life and how you want to live your life. Mm. And everyone's going to say they want to be happy or fulfilled. And you've got to realise what it is that's going to get you there. And that is breaking the cycle of what you're in. And if you've tried every other thing but never tried coaching, then just take that take that take that risk because it pays off and have faith it will pay off because there's so many people that have done coaching that their lives have been transformed and like I said and for me coaching isn't like as I said earlier a plaster over what's happened and then obviously once it comes off in the wash or whatever (laughs) you're back to square one 
coaching deals with the real issue and it's just hard to deal with for some people mm-hmm. obviously it was a little bit easier for me because we have a relationship already although I've done some counseling courses and stuff and sometimes it is always easy to speak to a stranger over someone you know mm-hmm. um we're just lucky we have that closeness that I'm honest with you you're one of the few yeah. people where I've always been honest with how I feel and what's happening so but to speak to a complete stranger, especially someone where there's no judgment or anything like that, just getting it off your chest mm. sometimes about what's happened and then addressing and moving, giving you tools to then, once you know what the cause is, to learn the skills then to overcome it mm. is just obviously paramount, isn't it? It's just like so worthwhile. So mm. definitely take a gamble. Thanks, Matt. And there was one client that said to me, um, when we had the intake call, so the consultation call to see if it, you know, if coaching was right for her or if it wasn't, it was right for her. And she said after the call, wow, just having that free consultation call, I feel like I've told you my like dirty little secret, she called it, which was the binge eating. And then she's gone on to transform as well. And I just want to do a bit of a plug here not a single one of my one-to-one clients have walked away from coaching without having a huge transformation because as me as a person who I am who I am as a coach I believe in you until you believe in yourself and I am not going to stop until you're where you want to be so my heart is so big it can take take can take all of it all the love for you so I have two surprise personal questions for you at the end that's sorry (laughs) number one is if you could go and talk to your 10 year younger self so you'd be 30 what would you say to her um so am I talking to myself as I was when I was 30 yeah. what I was going through when I was 30 yeah um well obviously I was in that cycle of binge eating and but I was in denial in when my 30 I hadn't accepted anything that had mm. was happened or happened to me or why it was happening or anything like that. I was in complete denial I I never even spoke up about my depression and I had nothing at that point in 30 so it was very very hidden at that stage of my life so I think it would be be honest with yourself be honest with others mm. there's no shame in feeling how I felt um and I wish I'd said that then so I wouldn't have wet not wasted another 10 years of my life because I've luckily because of the person I am I've still tried to live my life to the fullest just suffering in silence and like I said not to suffer in silence any longer and just face face your fear face your fear that's so beautiful and if you could go to your 50 year old self so 10 years in the future what would you say to her or what would you ask her how have you become this badass woman (laughs) what did she say to you what would she say in 10 years time just love yourself be yourself and accept yourself that so much and that if anyone wanted to reach out to you because I know that you I'm sure you wouldn't mind if they want to give any feedback or want support or anything how can they find you and how they can they connect with you um either through you um don't really like to give out my personal 
email or social media to be honest but all instagram really i don't mind instagram because that's open out to everybody princess warrior 80 princess warrior 80 i follow yeah. her of course on and yeah. we're tagged in things anyway so yeah so either through princess. instagram message or for yourself yeah and i just want to thank you again that because i just love you so much and just seeing how far you've come and you know the best thing for me is as a best friend and as a coach seeing you fall in love with yourself it like just brings tears to my eyes because that's just what I want for every single person in the whole world because the feeling is just indescribable isn't it <laughs> oh my god it's in the podcast <laughs> but I love you so much and I cannot wait to get this episode out thank you so much for your time and your honesty yeah, you. I'm sure it will help so many people I uh, love you lots babe love you bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. I would love to ask you a little favor that will literally take you probably one minute. Can you do that for me? Okay, it is to rate and review this podcast. And the reason I'm asking you is because if you do this for me, it will enable me to reach more women so I can help them and spread the message around the world of self-love, food and body freedom, which is much needed. So again, thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, by the way, please screenshot it and tag me on social media on Instagram at Victoria Kleinsman and on Facebook, it's Victoria Kleinsman. Okay, have an amazing day. Sending you lots of love.